Welcome to Wisdom's Echo. This is Stephen McKee. And today I want to talk about the attributes of a leader. The reason I'm talking about this is really my heart is crying out to the Lord about what is it we need to have to see the power of God flow through us like it did in generations past. And when I say leader, we are all leaders in different ways. We might not be in ministry, but you might be a leader at your workplace. You might be a leader at home, uh, in your family. You might be a leader in business. It can be any sphere of life. We are born to lead this world if you are born again. But I don't want this just to be a nice little teaching where I was like, oh, well, that was a nice podcast like in a way my heart is heavy I just read that one of my friend's mum just passed away and also this week in Scotland the 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 Scottish government has passed legislation where basically children the age of 16 can transition from a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy basically just by signing their name they've made it They've simplified the process so that it can be done really easy. It used to be, I think, two years or three years, something like that, that they had to wait. Now they can do it within a few months. And all they need to do is sign their name, and it's about self-identification. They don't need a doctor to assess them to see like, if, if this is good for them or whatever. They just can do it themselves, self-identification. And... I am just overwhelmed, like many people are, with the state of the world, by what's happening in different parts of the world, what's happening in terms of a global agenda to to attack the idea of family, like, and my friends around about me, I've, I've seen friends die of alcoholism, and I'm looking for what's really on God's heart, what does He want? What does He need? Because I, I don't, I certainly don't believe we need just more teachings, just another seminar, a seminar about how to have a seminar, even just another, I don't know, another good idea, another good program, another good this or a good that. We need to know, I mean, this is why we're going to be doing the Celtic Way, which is a Celtic online school, because we are really digging into what. What was it that the Celtic saints had that enabled them to walk in such power and authority? And I'm digging into this kind of thinking. What is it we need? And it's not rocket science, but we need some of the things that they walked in. And I'm going to go through some, and only some. This is not extensive. But the first one is humility. We need to be so humble before God. God cannot use pride. He cannot... He opposes the pride. He opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humility is to know that without Christ we can do nothing. To me, that's where it all begins. We need to get to a place where we know we can do nothing. If we think we're doing quite good, quite well, good ministry, good church, good programs, we're already losing because we're not doing that well. We're not turning the world upside down. Like, people come into us. We had a gathering a few months back. And people come in and they were not convicted. They were not 
really on the floor crying out to God for salvation. They were not experiencing God's overwhelming power. And I was gutted, really, because we want to see God move. But the first thing we need to do is realise we've got nothing without God. Without Christ, we can do nothing. Humility really means freedom from pride or arrogance. The quality or state of being humble, it means not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive in a wrong way. Humility really, Proverbs 24, 4 says, is the fear of the Lord. It wage, its wages are riches and honour and life. Andrew Murray says, here is the path to the higher life, down, lower, down. Just as water always seeks and fills the lowest place, so the moment God finds men abased and empty, his glory and power flow in to exalt and to bless. Basic humility is what we need. I mean, Philippians 2 verse 1 to 11, I won't read all of it, but verse 3 says, Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow yourself... Sorry, don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart. You have got so much of this. No wonder God, God cannot put his power on us, his anointing on us. He needs us to be broken vessels. He needs us to be broken. And maybe many of you have been broken in life and through stuff this past year or two. Do you know what? We need to be broken. We need to get through that breaking process where the olive oil like has to be crushed before the oil can come out. We need to be crushed to walk in that anointing. I'm wanting that anointing because I've seen so many people run about me just die of drug addiction and alcoholism and cancer and all sorts of stuff. And we're really literally not affecting very much. I think we're holding back evil. When I think about this law, this legislation that was passed in Scotland, we've held back so much evil in the courtrooms, the heavenly courts, and I really think that's good. But we've not really advanced, we've not really progressed. And that's when I think we need to see the power of God on the earth. We've seen things shift in the heavens, we've seen, seen legislation in terms of what the governments of the world are trying to be bringing into the earth. We've held things back, but we're not advancing and we need to walk in humility. This, you see, sometimes it's very practical. We need to be free from pride-filled opinions. We need to not be full of self-promotion and let, let it hide in our hearts. We need to be humble like Christ, who, who, who was God but became a man and died on the cross. We need to learn to really know God, really know him beyond the veil. The outstanding characteristic of David's tabernacle was this, free access into the very glory of God's presence. Now this was unheard of. The tabernacle of Moses in the future temple had veils of separation, but David's tent had no evil, sorry, no veil. You could worship in the very presence of God before the Ark of the Covenant. That means David, in a sense, was somehow entering in beyond the veil, which was a future event because the veil was only torn when Christ died. So he entered into 2 Corinthians 3.18 before the right time, before the season, which says we can all draw close to him within the veil. When the veil... Sorry, with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into the very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. David entered into that. 
David's tabernacle had no veil. Now, how could that possibly be? That was before the cross, because he entered into friendship with the Lord. He went into the future in a way. He bypassed that veil before he was supposed to and entered into real friendship beyond the sacred veil. And if we're going to walk as leaders in our day, we need to walk in this level and we need to walk in holiness. But as he who has called you is holy, so you should be holy in all manner of conversation because it is written, be holy for I am holy. We need to enter into that place of holiness, separation, being cut off from the world, being cut off from everything that hinders, everything that's sinful, everything that God considers evil. We've got to be separated. That inward work of the Holy Spirit changing us so that we can walk in holiness and the fear of the Lord. We need the fear of the Lord again. And for me, the fear of the Lord is connected to walking in truth because we cannot change the truth of the Bible and some people these days are trying to change what the Bible says and let me just find yeah we need to be devoted to the truth we're not going to be used by God as leaders or in the power of the spirit the way we want if we're really being taken in by all the stuff that's been been put out there right now. For example, the most recent one I've seen is someone kind of trying to say that shamanism is close to Christianity and it's quite good and because we've been religious, we've been judging it. Look, Jesus is the only way. I'm not going to get into all the details right now, but Jesus is the only way. If we're going to be used by God and see the power of God in our day, we need to be ruthless. We need to believe the truth. And that's not religious, that's the fear of the Lord. We need to walk in the fear of the Lord. We need to believe his word. We need the spirit of truth. Truth doesn't come just by academic study. It only comes by relationship with him who is the spirit of truth. John 16 verse 13 to 15 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Now, I think, why would he guide you into all the truth if the truth wasn't really that important? The truth is very important and absolutely necessary for us to walk in the anointing. And the truth of God's word is so important because Jesus is the truth. Christ is the truth. And you know, when you think of going back to the tabernacle, the way, the truth, the life, the outer court, the holy place, the most holy place was written on the gate and the outer gate was the way, then it was the truth, then it was the life. We cannot enter into the fullness of life without going through truth. And it says his word is truth. And it says let his truth sanctify us. We cannot be holy. We cannot be holy like God if we bypass the truth. And guys, we're in such danger in these days of neglecting the truth. Like, again, people are saying you don't need the Bible. Other people are saying... The God of the Old Testament is different from the New Testament. I shouldn't need to go over these things. Some, In some ways, I feel like the Apostle Paul. Do we need to go back to the foundations again? Do we need to go back to the fundamentals again? Just because we want to understand God's mysteries and secrets, because we, we think we're better, we think we're more advanced, God is suddenly opening their eyes and we're seeing more and hearing more. Yes, he wants to, but he can't if we're moving away from the very basics and fundamentals of the truth. And his leaders... And we, if we want to see God move in power in our day, you will not be used if you move away from the fundamentals of the truth. 
we need the truth. The early church did not think it was okay for people to have different beliefs about the fundamental beliefs of the gospel. For example, Galatians 1. And this is Paul. He says, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, and I say it again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you have received, he is to be accursed. For I am not seeking the favour of men or of God, or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Let him be accursed who preaches a different gospel. If we are saying there's other ways to God that is not through Christ, that is not the gospel Paul preached. And Paul said, let them be accursed, not me. If we are saying God, the Old Testament is different from the New Testament, that's a different gospel from Paul. If we are saying we don't need communion anymore because that's vampirism, that's a different gospel from Paul. Yes, God wants to, us to explore the heavenly dimensions and the heavenly realms and the mysteries and the secrets, but it will never, ever, ever say, well, now you can move away from the fundamentals. In other words, change the fundamentals. We don't really need the cross anymore. We don't need communion anymore. As mature sons, you don't need the word anymore. Listen, guys, if we're going to be used in the power of the age to come, let us not be foolish. Let us not be disqualified. You're disqualifying yourself if you do that. You're actually disqualifying yourself because God wants to put his power on us, his authority on us. But like the Celtic saints that we are going to be talking about in this new school, the CelticWay.net, if you want to know about it, we're, we're discovering more and more they've held firmly to the plumb line of truth. They were walked in great humility. They walked in holiness. They walked in the crucified life, dead to self, not full of self-filled opinions. Like Jesus, when they healed people, they were not even boasting about it, telling other people about it. They just hid and, and removed themselves back into prayer to hide away from from the crowds, from, from the press of the crowds, from the boasting of the crowds, from the praise of the crowds. Yeah, they walked in such power, but they walked in such humility. And, and some of the attributes are, as what I've just said, humility, the fear of the Lord, the crucified life, holiness. But they held firmly to the truth. And holding firmly to the truth is not religious. Somehow we've got this idea, like, well, you are just religious because you, you, you believe that firmly. Well, we should, there's certain things we should believe firmly. Paul said, if you preach another gospel, you're in trouble. How... Simple is that. Are we really going to fall for shamanism and different things? Are we really going to do that? You do that all you want. I guarantee you, bit by bit, the anointing will come off you. Bit by bit, step by step. It might not be sudden, but the spirit lifts. We must keep to the plumb line, guys. Please hear me. Please hear my heart. I'm longing for God to move. We need God to move, but God is looking for people who will stay close to the Lord 
and worship him and get to know him. He who is truth beyond the sacred veil. This is some of the attributes we need. Simple, fundamental, yes. But they should remain with us forever. You never remove the foundation from your house or the whole house will come crumbling down. This is Stephen McKee and this is Wisdom's Echo.